Daily prayer has been a part of the Christian tradition since its first days. In the Episcopal Church, our forms of daily prayer are found in our Book of Common Prayer, which descends from that of the Church of England. When we pray one of the forms of prayer, called offices, we pray with Christians around the world no matter what time we are doing so. Morning prayer is the central office, but it's always great to be prayed any time of day. Whether you're joining in at morning, evening, or even the next day, it's always a good time to pray. If you would like to follow along with the order of prayer, you can go to tuesday.frdavid.org for a Tuesday episode, or thursday.frdavid.org for a Thursday episode. There will be more information at the end of this podcast. Let's pray morning prayer together. Welcome to Morning Prayer for October 26, 2021, the Tuesday after the second Sunday after Pentecost and the Lesser Feast Day of Alfred King in 1899. Um, if you can see us, um, if you're watching us on a visual, uh, if you're watching us on video, you can notice that I'm back in, in the basement today. Uh, that's just where it, it seemed to work out today. Uh, so a little bit different place, a, a kind of throwback to the, 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 the middle of COVID, which in other ways we definitely wouldn't want to be thrown back to. Uh, but it's kind of interesting to be back here um, doing this uh, recording today. Uh, let's go ahead and pre uh, prepare ourselves. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for such the Father seeks to worship him. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us, that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Let's say together the Benite. The earth is the Lord's, for he made it. Come, let us adore him. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Oh, that today you would hearken to his voice. The earth is the Lord's, for he made it. Come, let us adore him. Let us join together in the psalm for this morning, Psalm 45. My heart is stirring with a noble song. Let me recite what I have fashioned for the king. My tongue shall be the pen of a skilled writer. You are the fairest of men. Grace flows from your lips, because God has blessed you forever. Strap your sword upon your thigh, O mighty warrior. In your pride and in your majesty, ride out and conquer in the cause of truth and for the sake of justice. Your right hand will show you marvelous things. Your arrows are very sharp, O mighty warrior. The peoples are falling at your feet, 
and the king's enemies are losing heart. Your throne, O God, endures forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate iniquity. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your fellows. All your garments are fragrant with myrrh, aloes, and cassia, and the straight music of strings from ivory palaces makes you glad. King's daughters stand among the ladies of the court. On your right hand is the queen, adorned with the gold of Ophir. Hear, O daughter, consider and listen closely. Forget your people in your father's house. The king will have pleasure in your beauty. He is your master, therefore do him honor. The people of Tyre are here with a gift. The rich among the people seek your favor. All glorious is the princess as she enters. Her gown is cloth of gold. and embroidered apparel she has brought to the king, and her bridesmaids follow in procession. With joy and gladness they are brought, and enter into the palace of the king. In place of fathers, O king, you shall have sons. You shall make them princes over all the earth. I will make your name to be remembered from one generation to another. Therefore nations will praise you forever and ever. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. That day Jesus went out of the house and sat down beside the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he climbed onto a boat and sat down. The whole crowd was standing on the shore. He said many things to them in parables. A farmer went out to scatter seed. As he was scattering seed, some fell on the path, and birds came and ate it. Other seed fell on rocky ground where the soil was shallow. They sprouted immediately because the soil wasn't deep. But when the sun came up, it scorched the plants, and they dried up because they had no roots. Other seed fell among thorny plants. The thorny plants grew and choked them. Other seed fell on good soil and bore fruit, in one case a yield of one hundred to one, in another case a yield of sixty to one, and in another case a yield of thirty to one. Everyone who has ears should pay attention. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together the song of the three young men. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple. On the throne of your majesty, glory to you. Glory to you, seated between the cherubim, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you, beholding the depths, in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Uh, just to begin with, I forgot to say at the beginning, uh, for those of you who, uh, who pay attention to these things, it says uh, we started five minutes early. That's generally an indication that I pre-recorded that, and that is the case today. I am at a diocesan, a mandatory diocesan clergy retreat uh, out at uh, Holy Wisdom Monastery from now until Wednesday. Uh, so I will be back to do live morning prayer on Thursday. So today is the Lesser Feast of Alfred. Uh, king in 899. Alfred, alone of all English rulers, has been called the Great because of his courage and Christian virtues. Born in 849 at Wandgate, the youngest of five sons of King Aethelwolf, Alfred spent his life at a time of battle, murder, and sudden death during the Viking invasions and settlement in Britain. He was deeply impressed when, on a vis visit to Rome at the age of four, he was blessed by Pope Leo IV, and two years later, when he witnessed the marriage of Aethelwulf to a young princess of the Frankish court. Following his father's death and the short reigns of his brothers, 
Alfred became king in 871. In heroic battles and by stratagems against the Danes, Alfred halted the, the tide of their invasion and secured control of the southern and part of the Midland regions of, of England. After a decisive victory in 878 at Eddington over the Danish leader Grotham, he persuaded his foe to accept baptism. A man of deep piety, Alfred's leadership in battle and administration was grounded by his faith. His biographer, Asser, wrote of his commitment to a life of prayer influenced by monasticism. He learned the daily course, that is, the celebrations of the hours, and after that certain psalms and many prayers gathered together in one book for the sake of prayer, which he carried around with him everywhere on his person by day and night, just as we have seen, inseparable from himself, in all of the doings of this present life. In his later years, Alfred sought to repair the damage that the Viking invasions had inflicted upon culture and learning, especially among the parish clergy. With the help of scholars from Wales and the European continent, he supervised translations into English of important classics of theology and history, including works by Gregory the Great, Augustine of Hippo, and Bede. In one of them, he commented, He seems to me a very foolish man, and very wretched, who will not increase his understanding while he is in the world, and ever wish and long to reach that endless life where all shall be made clear. Alfred died on October 26, 899, and was buried in Winchester. Well, beloved, we have a, a gospel reading today and a, a, a lesser feast that in some ways seem to, um, to, to lend themselves to each other. The, the gospel feast is, or the gospel reading, is one of the uh, parables that I, I really like to, to talk about. Uh, the farmer who went out to scatter seed, and this farmer goes out and scatters the seed, and it falls in all sorts of good places. And some of it um, doesn't yield at all. Some of it is scorched. Some of it comes up with a, a good yield, some of it comes back with a great yield, some of it comes back with a fantastic yield. And what's really important to remember about this is that it's not necessarily under the control of the farmer in this parable. The, the farmer scatters it and it, it ends up wherever it will and, and it, it comes up. And that's something that's important for us to remember as, as Christians. Uh, no matter where you're putting yourself in this parable as one of the seed who's being scattered, or as I believe we're sometimes called to be the scatterers of the seed when we spread the gospel, we can't always control the soil that it falls into, nor can we nourish something in a place that it's not going to be nourished. You know, if, if we extend this metaphor and talk about seed that falls in, in bad, um, in, in a place that just won't grow, there's nothing we can do to make it grow. Uh, if, if it falls into a, some middling soil, maybe with some nurturing and such, it will continue to grow. But the idea being that, you know, as we're told by, by Paul at one point, if, if the, you, you spread the, the message and, and, and it's, people are unreceptive, then you dust your, 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 the dust off your feet and you walk on to the next place. Uh, you know, the, the role of ourselves in bringing the gospel forth is mainly one of proclamation. Uh, it has to be proclaimed in a way that people might be able to hear it. It has to be proclaimed in a way that is friendly to them, uh, not at the point of a sword or at, at, at the point of any other um, in, uh, uh, way of, of, of influencing them. But it, it has to be, we, we proclaim the gospel and then how it springs up. We have some role in its nurture, but not an awful lot. Uh, and, and so that, that's something that, that we're always to remember, is that we're, we're not meant to, to drive our heads against a wall with somebody who's completely intransigent. Um, you know, we're, we're sp supposed to spread the gospel of love and see how it falls. Um, and uh, Alfred is one of those interesting places where the seed 
the seed, if we're talking about Jesus planting the seeds, and he's one of the, the things that springs up, he, he springs up in pretty darn good soil. Um, but still, it's, it's, a, it's a middling situation, you know. Um, Alfred is remembered as the great, he's remembered as a saint on our calendar, but there's no question that he had to do things that were immoral as, as a king from time to time. Uh, this is one of the reasons why, uh, like why Constantine the Great didn't get baptized until right on his deathbed, so he could continue to do the things he had to do to maintain being emperor of the Roman Empire. Um, and that, in some ways, is a really good lesson for all of us. You know, becoming, uh, being good seats, springing up from the ground, becoming a Christian, following Jesus does not mean that we will always make the right choices or that we will always have the positive choices to make. It means that we turn, we continually keep ourselves oriented. And that's where uh, Alfred really shines in this because he keeps this book of prayers. And you got to remember, this isn't like where you go down to the bookstore and you buy a book of prayers. This would be a, a illuminated set of prayers that would uh, be done on calfskin and would be an extremely expensive and difficult way to uh, to to carry a book around, it would be it would be a you know, the the entire income of of a day laborer for several years, you know, to to be able to 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 build this book that he carried with him, but as a leader, it was something that he carried with him in order to remind him, uh, basically who his boss was, to remember that he wasn't the ultimate authority, and I think that tempered him in a way that made him successful in a way that he had I think three brothers ahead of him, all of whom were unsuccessful and died very quickly because this was such an, an awful, violent uh, era, what Alfred was able to do is he was able to use the learning and the prayer and a sense of mercy um, to, to bring together um, England in a way that it couldn't have been brought together before. You know, he, he basically, um, after fighting, showing the Vikings that he was a worthy opponent, he um, found ways to have them settle in northern England and, and um, set up what's now called, or what we call the Dane Law now, that idea of that, that northern set of Viking law that, that covers part of it. He, he fortified other parts of England to make sure that the Vikings wouldn't come further south. Um, he did a lot of things that seemed to be motivated by not just his ambition and his power, but an idea of, of protecting his people and an idea of of um, bringing forth learning uh, within his people and bringing forth piety within his people. No one is perfect. Alfred wasn't perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. None of us are. But we're all called to lift up the parts. Here, here comes another way to use the parable. Lift up the parts where the gospel um, falls into good ground within ourselves and try to, to, to just let the parts that, that are not growing kind of go away. You know, what parts are bringing forth a bounteous harvest for the Lord? Those are the parts we need to emphasize. And the other parts, we, we can just let um, kind of wither where they are on the, on the, in, in the bad soil. Amen. Let's join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, 
the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Show us your mercy, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Clothe your ministers with righteousness. Let your people sing with joy. Give peace, O Lord, in all the world, for only in you can we live in safety. Lord, keep this nation under your care and guide us in the way of justice and truth. Let your way be known upon earth, your saving health among all nations. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and sustain us with your Holy Spirit. O God, who called your servant Alfred to an earthly throne that he might advance your heavenly kingdom, and give him zeal for your church and love for your people, grant that we, inspired by his example and prayers, may remain steadfast in the work you have given us to do for the building up of your reign of love, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. O God, the King Eternal, whose light divides the day from the night and turns the shadow of death into the morning, drive far from us all wrong desires, incline our hearts to keep your law, and guide our feet into the way of peace, that having done your will with cheerfulness during the day, we may, when night comes, rejoice to give you thanks. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who stretched out your arms of love on the hard wood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace, so clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth our hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you, for the honor of your name. Amen. Lord, we remember today everybody on our parish prayer list. We pray especially for all those who are suffering from COVID-19, for all those healthcare workers and all those essential workers who are on the front lines. We pray for the strength to take the measures we need to bring this uh, pandemic to a closure. We pray for peace in the Holy Land. We pray for a just peace in our own society. We bid your prayers and intercessions at this time. Let us join together in the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercy, we, your unworthy servants, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips, but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service, and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you, and you have promised through your well-beloved Son that when two or three are gathered together in his name, you will be in the midst of them. Fulfill now, O Lord, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth 
and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. May the God of hope fill us with all joy and peace in believing through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for joining in prayer today. Uh, I'll be back on Thursday morning live, uh, hopefully. Um, until then, take care of yourselves and God bless. This has been a production of St. Matthias Episcopal Church in Waukesha, Wisconsin. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find more information on how to contact us at our website at http www.stmatthiasonline.org. That's www.stmatthiasonline.org. Thank you and have a blessed day.